and welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. What's going on, everybody? Steve here, just saying what's up before the episode, as always. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy. Uh, we're going to just kind of dive right into it. Uh, I watched all of the Resident Evil series as a little board skis, uh, so I watched all of the Resident Evils. Uh, other movies that I've forgot to basically mention that I watched, but, uh, I watched John Wick, John Wick 2, John Wick 3. I've been watching a lot of series lately. Uh, other than that, I've been having fun, uh, kind of getting back into video games and just trying to enjoy myself, uh, as best I can on a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? Um, a little bit of a, of a stuck routine, so I'm trying to... Uh, watch new things, uh, do new things, get out of the routine the best I can just to, to try and break that rut. Other than that, guys, uh, boys and girls, kids, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm having fun. Uh, this week on the show, we have Barrick Hardley. Uh, a lot of fun with this episode. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff that you'd probably recognize if you looked at his IMDb page. But we really didn't get a lot into his career as much as we just did uh, having fun and just just talking movies. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and get into it. I mean, of course, we have the top five movies in the box office and the movies that are coming out to the theater. Uh, I have had my second shot of COVID, so I will hopefully be going to catch a movie in the theaters soon. I I don't know what it will be uh, because... I don't know. I've seen everything that, that that's out that I wanted to see, so it'll be interesting. Either way, kids, we're going to get into the episode. I love you all for coming on this continuous journey with me week after week. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, five stars, rate and review where you can on iTunes and whatnot. Other than that, thank you all for coming on this continuous journey with me week after week. Uh, I love you all for it, and we're going to get into the episode with uh, Barrick Hardley. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff, and enjoy the episode. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Coming in at number five in the box office this week, we have Raya and the Last Dragon with $1.4 million. Separation comes in at 4th with 1.8. Godzilla vs. Kong has $2.8 million, making them number 3. Mortal Kombat falls victim to the second spot position with $6.2 million, while the Demon Slayer Mujun Train takes $6.4 million with number 1. And coming out to the theater this week, boy do we have a lot. We have The Wrath of Man, Here Today, Mainstream, Benny Loves You, Silent Life, The Waterman, Infant Terrible, and Above Suspicion. And those are your top five films in the box office and your movies coming out to the theater this week. And now, on to the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. Steve here, and today to the show, 
We bring an actor, we bring an artist, we bring Mr. Barrick Hardley. Barrick, hey, how are we doing today? Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, top of the show, I'll say uh, I love the Easter egg print uh, that you were doing on Instagram. Uh, I loved a lot of the little eggs. I'm a big Aqua Teen Hunger Force fan. Uh, so I, I caught those like you had you had what Pee Wee Herman and Cherry, I want to oh. say. What did I have those in there? You might you might have. I want to say I, I saw those. Not I need to do them again. Uh, yeah, Aqua Teen. I think I left out a couple like Frylock. I didn't put in. I just I, yeah, I've been making pop culture Easter eggs for the last like 10 years. And they just like kept getting more and more and more. And this year I just, yeah, I made a print of putting, I think I have like a couple hundred of them and I put them all together. Yeah. And it's this great poster of just all the pop culture eggs and, and yeah. it's, it's just, I, I loved it. It's, it's so great. Um, but welcome to the show. Um, you yourself, artist, actor, uh, all around. Uh, I'll, I'll give a, a question. You've probably been asked a uh, hundred times, but how did you get uh, get into it? What was your passion? Did you did you start as a child, a young adult? When did you realize this is what you wanted? Man, I think I I, I had two loves in high school. One was uh, I was kind of known for two different things. I, I was like a real church kid, so in church, like we did a lot of comedy and sketch comedy. Like for some reason, our youth pastor let us just do like regurgitate SNL sketches on stage. And that started like a love of comedy. And then in high school, they knew me uh, in school in, to, for uh, like drawing. And uh, like I would do, I had my own page of comics in the school newspaper. And they've been kind of battling, you know, about which one takes precedence at which part of my life. And comedy definitely took over for a long time. And now I'm, I'm starting to like kind of merge them. But I, I moved to LA at 30. I was in the ministry at the time. I was like very committed to that way of thinking and that life. And then uh, just decided I wanted to do something else with my life. And at 30, moved to LA and like freaked my parents out. <laughs> like, you're doing what? And uh, decided to like really throw my hat in that ring. See if I could be on SNL. Uh, the answer to that question was no. <laughs> I could not, I was not invited, but I, you know, but I, but I threw myself on that process. Uh, I chased that dream. I, I feel pretty good about that, even though I didn't come anywhere close to making it. Like, you know, I took Rowling's classes, UCB classes, I did my little character showcase. So I chased that dream and now I'm like figuring out what, what comes what next. What grown up Barrick's dream is. Sure, sure. I do. I'm 38 years old. I'll be 39 this year. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I have myself a nice nine to fiver that pays the bills in a little bit more. Uh, and I'd, I'd say that if I have a passion, it's podcasting and how is it going after two years, still climbing that, still climbing that tree. So, uh, still figuring it out. Um, so I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Um, and you know, it's, it's like figuring it out, but it's also figuring out like how to do it, but it's also how to stay motivated, how to not uh, throw a brick through your fucking computer, you know, no matter what, sorry, do you cuss on here? Oh no, 100%. That's fine. Perfect. No, I, that, that's a completely re re relatable statement. Not wanting to fold up my laptop and just slam it against the wall. I don't do yeah. it because it's my wife's laptop. <laughs> yeah. I've been learning like my, my new, I've been trying to learn lessons and get better at this and like, not just wing it. And my new lesson in life is to, is to go like, whether it's good day, I would always try to see like, was this a good day making things? 
or a good day chasing my dreams. And then I go, it's kind of difficult. I had a lot of problems. This was a bad day. And then very rare would I have like, everything went great. This was a good day. And I was like, oh, almost all my days feel bad now. And I just realized like, I'm gonna start, stop viewing my days creating and making creative things like as either good or bad. It's just like, it's the two sides of the same coin. This is, this is me trying to, trying to live an interesting life and there's going to be good things and bad things. And I don't know. Sorry about the tangent already. No, already no, 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 no. It's, it's great though. I mean, in, in, in all honesty, I feel like one of the things, uh, progression, evolution, like this is a movie discussion podcast, but in the last couple months, like it's also kind of turned into like a, li a life discussion. Like just, you know, I've gotten into discussions about, about life. I've gotten into discussions uh, about aliens, about spirits, ghosts, like I've gone completely different directions that I ever thought the show would go. And, and it's good for people that are listening to this, that are wanting to do their own thing, that are younger than us, hearing this, knowing that people that are, that I, I don't know how old you are. I'm almost in my forties. So someone that's almost in their forties are still figuring shit out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I got a bunch of years on top of you. Yeah. And it, so it's, <laughs> it doesn't it's, get easier. You, but you know what I'm saying? But this like, is the life. Yeah. This is, you know, it's, it's, uh, reaffir it's reaffirming. It's it, for someone that at some point, someone younger than us is going to hear this and it's going to be a reaffirming moment in their life when they're doubting what they're doing. And, and, and it's great. Uh, 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 a relatable thing that kind of I thought of with you with the good day, bad day. Uh, a, a professional wrestler, Red Bastine, used to say every morning you can wake up and you can get on two buses. You can get on the happy bus or you can get on the angry bus. Why would you yeah. want to be? Why would you want to be on the angry bus? It sounds corny, but there's really is a truth of each moment going like, how much am I going to let this moment affect me? My current thinking, and you got to let it go. Absolutely. Which, which in filmmaking, now having like been in a bunch of movies and then wrote and started one and you know starting to see filmmaking from a ton of different places it's man it's it's my perspective is just changing every day like it's hardest now for me to watch a movie and not strip away all the artifice and get lost in the in in like in the filmmaking process like you you know you know, ADR, you know, you hear some line obviously put in later and you go, I stop thinking about the movie. I go, why did they have to put that ADR in there? Did they cut a storyline? Did they realize they didn't give enough information? Like, and that, and then I hear every, I can tell I have the superpower to get stoned and hear every ADR line. And, and I, I just, I just see the, sure. the craft work of a movie. Ever since I was a kid, I've always noticed poor editing. Yeah, Sir, like what's something that jumps out at you? Oh, first movie that always pops out, Rookie of the Year. It's the scene where the mom and the boyfriend are talking in the kitchen. And the, the shot is of the mom on one angle and she takes a bite of a chip. And then they jump to a side angle. And as they jump to the side angle, she's bringing her hand up again. So she double bites. Yeah. You and know that, what? That always that could stuck honestly out. be, I bet you there was... If, if emails didn't exist back then, but if emails exist, there'd be like so many emails about that edit. And then the editor would go, no, I know that that didn't match up, but it matched the performance. You know, there's some excuse that they have. They'll, to say, th that. they'll say it matched the performance, but I'll be like, but me as, as a child 
took was, you out of it. Was I was taken out of the scene noticing that small thing. I, I noticed that I'll, uh, I'll notice the ADR lines because there are times where it's an ADR and the head is slightly turned and you don't see the jaw moving at all. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, they're not fucking talking. Like, what bullshit is this? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's I once again, kind of relatable. It's I work in the world of professional wrestling and watching- what do you do? Uh, I started, so I've been working with my buddy's promotion for over 10 years. I started as ring crew and then I became a referee and then oh, I- Oh, come on, you do not. And then I, I be- and I then I be- hear this podcast. And then I became a manager. Come on. I became, I became a bad guy heel manager. Uh, and I had one of the top factions in that company for almost five years. Wait, are you really, what does that mean? You're not really managing it? Or, oh no no i'm their manager you know how um the, yeah, you're playing a character right yeah yeah um I, my character's name was everett scott i started as everett scott the referee and then uh for a year straight a one wrestler in particular uh knocked me out whether intentionally or unintentionally uh in, I, you in real life you got knocked out no 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 it, i got knocked out oh, um okay. it's wrestling yeah. Podcast was perfect for you to do air quotes. Exactly. So um, for a year, I got knocked out by this guy intentionally, unintentionally, every show for a year. And what eventually happened is he was tag champ and he ended up spitting on me and I knocked him out with a chair and that was my turn. I went from a referee <laughs> to a manager. And then as a manager, I feuded with him till he left the company. And then my, 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 my group just grew. And at one point we had, I think six members and we held all the belts at one point. We held the heavyweight. Are you doing like behind the scenes work during all that? And then they're like, oh, now go out and be in character. Or are you just there as like a performer? Oh, it's it, the referee. It, like you're keeping that match together, right? You're you're uh, kind of dictating the pace of it. Yeah. As a as a referee, that is 100% what's happening. As a manager, it's 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 a purely a character. Backstage, <laughs> I'm I'm Steve. But as soon as I step through that curtain, I'm Everett Scott. And there's, it, man. there's a complete. And you can I can say there's a complete change. But in wrestling, they say that your character is just you turned up just turned up more yeah so if i'm already a nine to a ten which i i normally am like i'm just a big energetic but i'm one of two things i'm either an energetic ball of energy or i'm the grumpiest old fucking man that you ever will deal with and i'm just pure, <laughs> and i'm just i'm either positivity or negativity i'm one of the two i'm rarely in between um right so as soon as I stepped through that curtain, it, it was, it was just me. And then it would be me. Like, you need to shut up and give respect to the person that's standing in this ring. Cause my name is Everett Scott and I am the top manager in SoCal pro oh, and no one can top it, man. No it's one hard, can top Everett Scott international. And then, you know, and then I stepped through that curtain. I was like, that was a really good job guys. I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun out there. Dude, as a, as doing comedy for all these years, like being able to pull off a confident, aggressive voice like that is like it's very hard to do so cool you thank got you. it thank you it's like yeah. vaudeville you guys are doing vaudeville out there kind of a little it's bit i still live i didn't i didn't have uh i didn't have a lot of friends as a child so you know accents impersonations 
shit like that. Uh, I, I'm really good. Like I could do just about any accent in the world and I do a bunch of secondhand impersonations of celebrities and I just have fun with it. I've always been, cool, I, I've always been the goofball. I was, I was the short fat kid in school. So I always got picked on. So like humor was my weapon. Same. Yeah, I'm the same. guy, I'm, I'm the guy that's making jokes at a funeral because I don't like being sad. So right. I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. If you don't understand what I mean, you soon will. That's bare naked. That's bare naked, ladies. I was getting there. I was moments away from saying it. <laughs> okay, so uh, a, mo- a question that I-, I always love to start on the show. Is, Why did uh, you pick me for this podcast? Um, I recently, as I told you beforehand, I recently re-listened to an episode of uh, Doug Loves Movies, uh, where it was you, uh, previous guest uh, Trey Galleon, and previous guest Jeff Tate. Uh, and I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Doug. Oh, okay, ha- so just from that and then from me be- popping up on The Office. And then, well, on that episode, Doug had mentioned that you had been on The Office. Uh, and I went and I looked and uh, you did voices in Red Dead Redemption, which is a <laughs> yeah. video, which is a game I, I fucking love. Uh, you were on The Office. You were on Community. Uh, I want to say Big Bang Theory. Like there's just been a, a, a widespread show's that everyone knows that that you've just popped up on, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and it, popping up here and there. And and so, uh, I mean, as I mentioned cool. beforehand, see, you're the second person I've had that's been on The Office, uh, which, which you know, is probably, in all honesty, it's probably my, my second favorite show ever because my favorite show ever is a British sci-fi comedy show called Red Dwarf. Oh, sure. Oh, Red you know, Dwarf. I remember watching that. Oh, man, you know, not a lot of people know Red Dwarf. It's been like 30 years. But yeah, there was, the, you know, it's still there on. was the hologram. There was the cat guy with the dreads. It's still on. Yeah, still on. Same people. Same people. Holy shit. How do they, they still write? They that? just they just Doug Naylor, Doug Naylor, the original creator of the show. And I think the other guy that was part of it came back. And they just put out what's called season 13, but it's, it's a movie. Oh, a reunion. Oh, I see. No, it's no, like they just did last year. They did a full season, season 12. They did a full season of the show. Like, I mean, the show broke up. And and took, and took, yeah, they took like a 10, 15 year hiatus. And then they started making the show again. And it's all the original cast. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you had Lister, who's the guy with the dreads. Rimmer, who's the hologram. Cat. And that's his name, Cat. The ship's computer holly and eventually they were joined by the uh mechanoid Crichton. <laughs> i love red dwarf i just recently rebought the first three seasons on voodoo i owned them check that out now i owned them all on dvd but i was like no i just want to watch them digitally so i can watch them whenever i want <laughs> but um a question that i always like to start with because people have a different amount of respect when going to the movies I was lucky enough to work for a movie theater. So most of the movies that I've ever walked out of, I did not pay for. <laughs> but have you ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? Yeah, I think my first time was, I don't know why I went to see this as like uh, a tween. You know, you finally got some cash in your pocket. Maybe that was it. Like I, it was the first, one of the first movies I ever took myself to. And I wasn't good at like picking out movies or knowing what I liked about movies. I went to Mr. Baseball or something. With Tom Selleck? A Tom, With Tom Selleck, Selleck? Baseball movie. I don't like baseball. 
That's the I name of the movie, Mr. Baseball. I, I didn't love Tom Selleck. And I just, <laughs> I remember sitting through about 40 minutes going like, I'm bored as hell. This is for like older moms who are into Tom Selleck. And I, I walked out of there. Uh, the and only occasionally like if a movie's too, sorry, what? Oh, I was going to say the only thing I remember about that movie is Tom Selleck handing a bunch of Japanese guys his baseball card and going, here, you can put that in your wallet and sit on my face. I mean, I would not have left on that line. That's the best line in the movie. It's the all I remember from it. I guess when movies get like ultra violent. No, that's not true. There, there was one movie that I was just like, it, it was like one of those movies that everybody has to see, like an Oscar nominated movie that was talking about like a really cool subject, but it was just like, it was, they just showed torture for about an hour. What movie was, was that? Like, I, <laughs> I don't want to tell, it's embarrassing to say I walked out of 12 Years a Slave. Okay. No, I've, I, 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 it was just, it was just so I was like so feeling it and it was so intense and I was just like it started I, I got sick and I had to leave it was like so brutal I can I sure yeah 100% um have there been any other ones or are those the two I mean, those are the two that popped to mind okay it's funny because you said ultra violent because I walked out of ultra violent for movies being bad sure. yeah i turn I, off movies now now that we don't go to movies i turn off movies so much I'm like why am i watching this is joyless although well, i did slog through the new justice league i did it i did it in four nights i okay so i did i did <laughs> i did what i called the wizard of oz version of uh justice league to where i started with justice's gray and I watched about uh, three fourths of it. And then I talked to my buddy and he was like, well, I watched the whole thing in color. Was I so stoned that I, I thought I watched a movie in color that was black and white? And then I realized there was a color version of it. And, <laughs> and so I watched the last hour of the film in color. Didn't miss anything probably. I, I was, well, the only thing that I did not like is I was very confused for a brief moment when they first showed Martian Manhunter, because when he's in black and white, you cannot see all the green and red from Martian <laughs> Manhunter. And I was flipping out going, is that Martian Manhunter? Is that, I don't know, no, I don't know, I don't know. Oh so, yeah, and he probably looked a lot closer to, yeah, yeah. And then that he had that voice of another character in the show. So yeah. that had to be confusing. I, it's, I, I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed this version of Justice League more than I enjoyed the first version of Justice League. There was more backstory. I liked the introduction to Iris West. I like the stuff, like, like they made the mother boxes make sense. Yeah. I'm like halfway through uh, an episode of How Did This Get Made where they're talking about the Justice League Snyder Cut. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's funny. I'm such like a, I, I love Marvel movies. So do I. They're, they're comforting to me it's comforting to me knowing like oh people i think it's the same reason i like disney parks and i like marvel movies even though i'm like a grown man who likes to think he's cool <laughs> and hip but like there's just something about how comforting they are and that every single thing you see in in disneyland has been curated by some of the world's most like 
thoughtful and artistic people. Sure. And so everywhere you look, even if they're like, it's a construction site and they've had to put up walls, those walls have been thought through and beautifully painted. And I feel like Marvel kind of tries to do that with their movies. You know, like this isn't going to be a total piece of shit. People who care have put a lot of work into this and it's going to like fit into a broader picture. I love all the Easter eggs. I love how everything ties together, like this building lore. I guess that's what it is. But Justice League, I'm like, this is this is no heart. This is not fun. We put this in the hands of some very joyless people. <laughs> and yeah, um, I, I'd have to say, I enjoyed the four hour version more than I enjoyed the two and a half hour version. Um, am I gonna watch it again? No, no. but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was better, it was better, yeah. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy, I texted my buddy, I went, you were right, there was a version in color. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the last hour in color. And he replied, or you could restart it. And without even skipping a heartbeat, I just replied, nope. Nope. <laughs> what, not... are you gonna get something new out of it? Yeah, yeah, am I gonna notice something I didn't notice before because there's color? Nope. Um, but it's yeah. funny, four hours, and they could barely scratch the surface of what an emotion is. <laughs> to, to give anybody a complicated emotion. There's like one character with a complicated emotion, and that's it. And you had yeah. four fucking hours and some really good actors. Yeah. It's shocking. Uh, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not going to watch I it. Zach, I know Zack Snyder's going to be listening to this. I'm just... I, I'm just dooming my career. <laughs> or as I like to say, because I'm I'm very silly, an old joke my friends and I used to say is uh, we went to Comic-Con all the time. And if we ever met a celebrity, uh, they were there on out, a uh, close personal friend. <laughs> uh, close so, personal friend. Close uh, personal friend. So my close personal friend, Zack yeah. Snyder, uh, will probably be listening to this at some point. Because I met Zack Snyder for I met Zack Snyder for about ten seconds on the Comic Con floor, snapped a quick photo with him, and then he continued on his way. Man, I was at Comic Con. I got to go to a Comic Con party one time, and then um, someone calls out to me and he goes, "Barrick, hey Barrick!" And I turn, and it's this guy I don't really recognize, and he goes, "It's Joe. It's Joe Russo, who's like." one of the biggest him and his brother directs a lot of these big marvel movies and and i was like oh yeah and i put it together and i was like how the hell does this guy know me and it was because years before i was in one episode of community that i think he might they must have written and i you know those things like you're on set for two hours or four hours and then you go home and that's your only connection with the show but I was, but then I was like, that's cool. He knows me. And there's always a part of my brain going like, I hope he remembers me when the next movie, but like, no, that's not going to happen. But, but at I least like it's, there's a chance I could be in the MCU. There is always, there is always that chance. You just reach out to him at one point and you'd be like, remember we met at that Comic-Con party because you remembered me from community. Yeah. Funny, funny enough, you say that uh, right before you, we hopped onto this, I was watching Endgame. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I watch random Marvel movies all the time. That's my background noise movies. If I'm doing stuff, it's usually just Marvel. A buddy of mine um, got in a Marvel movie because of that same thing. He's in civil war. His name's DC Pearson. Oh, he DC. He's, like... he's been on Doug Love movies as well. Oh yeah. Super, super nice guy. Dude, that guy writes novels. 
Really? Yeah. Who who writes? I have a hard time writing screenplays, and those are ninety double spaced pages. Who writes like seven hundred page novels? DC um, Pearson, Pearson. I'm I'm in I'm in the process right now. I'm on page. My goal was to write a page a day starting into the new year, and I had a little bump. I had a couple bumps about the uh, along the way, and I'm at about page fifteen right now. But I'm still trying to write. Um, not a 700 page fucking novel, but I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to write a nice little two to 300 page story. If I can somehow make that happen, man, I liked, I don't know how people just go like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write pages every morning. Cause I need to outline something for six months. Like I need to know exactly where it's going. And then I can like, I, then I can crank out the whole thing in 10 hours, but like, I, I, like I just to start and not go like, why am I writing this character? Is this character ever going to come back? I oh yeah, I that's me. Um, I it took me. I've never talked about this on the podcast, uh, but all of my friends know this. Uh, I in the span of five years, I wrote uh, a thirteen episode, thirty long minute uh, zombie TV show. Yeah, in five years for one season. That's. And, and, and now you're it, saying that as like I'm I go way too slow. Oh no 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 I as, go as I go way too slow. Um, right. The fact that it took me five years to do thir- thirteen episodes, but I had full outlines. And the thing is, is like halfway through, they they announced so so probably about year year two or three of writing. They announced the Walking Dead TV show, <laughs> yeah. in in which all of my friends knew I was writing a zombie TV show, and they're like, "Oh, they you got they, all of them were like, dude, you got the show, like they bought the show," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, fuck you guys, like get out of here." And yeah, now it's just sitting on a jump drive, just 13 episodes of a of a zombie TV show. That at one point I reached out to a couple of artists to try and get into like a graphic novel of some sort because I can't draw for shit, yeah. um, and no one no one ever like I had one dude, person. Do, uh do uh do this do a, like a radio podcast version of it that costs no money that's true it costs you can do it for no money it's a, probably a, ha- a hassle holy to, shit like, get the recordings and then but you can layer up with sound effects and get like friends to come music. in and do the voices yeah why not i'm gonna get you to come back and i already know what role you're playing i'll do it i hate to tell you but your your character dies (laughs) (laughs) i love doing shit where like i I realize my strength is is someone who likes to like come up with ideas and pitch on ideas dude that is such a good idea because i love to hear i want to do a podcast where i hear people's like broken ideas like that to go like i worked on this idea i loved it now it's now it's dead and then try to like resuscitate it and get I, that person excited about it. I could give you, I could give you like five episodes of that because I keep coming up with concepts for stories. I'm really good at coming up with a concept and a good ending to either end it or set up for something new. And it's that middle part that always fucks with me. I got a story about a kid that he's the son of death. Like his mom was immortal, but his dad is death. So he literally sees the amount of time that everybody has left in their life above their head. Just as he's walking down the street, he just sees like 25 years, four days, 12 hours, this uh-huh. minutes, that seconds. And, and he eventually just meets the girl of his dreams whose time is about to run out. She gets hit by a truck and then she, he saves her life and it brings upon a, basically the dogs of, of, of death 
upon them and it's him trying to escape and like it's, it's a con i got a fucking ton of those so I'm, this is going way off tangent cool, but I, i'm right there with you dude um <laughs> when it comes to um watching movies uh we were talking about marvel movies uh which i could which i literally put on every day what are some movies that you could watch every day that if you need background noise if you're cleaning the house if you just need something to entertain you yeah marvel movies uh you know the classics like uh uh there's some 80s really comforting movies to me some of my like old spielberg movies are just like i don't know if this is a question but like that jaws and close encounters are like top of my pile um i'm never in a mood to watch a hard movie to watch you know what i mean i'm never like oh yeah let's watch schindler's list again <laughs> okay uh to go yeah, let's look at brutality or like a lot of horror. I'm never in the mood to see horror to go like, oh, let's see a woman um, uh, terrorized for an hour and a half. <laughs> like, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, once I watch them, like I really enjoy them, but I just want something that's kind of like, what do I watch? I, wa I put on like Ted Lasso. Did you ever get into Ted Lasso? I have not seen Ted Lasso yet. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of good things about Ted Lasso though. It's just like a delightful show or good place. Like delightful little comedies where people are like upbeat. <laughs> All right. I'm describing a very shallow guy, but that's like when I just want to put something on. Okay. Those are, those are some good ones. Uh, Jaws is, is great. I love Spielberg. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is I think one of the only films that Spielberg has ever acted in. Whoa, what? Blues Brothers. Spielberg's is in that? Yeah, Spielberg is the guy is the clerk at the end of the movie that takes the five thousand dollars for the uh, church. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Steven Spielberg. That movie is unbelievable. What they pulled off, those those like car chases with fifty cars piling up. They tore up a mall. Like, what the fuck is a an SNL seventies comedy doing like that? That was so ballsy. I love it's it's my favorite it's, it's literally my favorite film of all time I can put it on every day and it's so weird and and they dive deep into cultures that like were so cool like that blues culture and all those like iconic cool oh, yeah. musicians are in it James Brown Aretha Franklin uh Ray Charles uh they do I shit that no one that no one I get like no one at Broadway video is doing now. It's a, you know, I, like, I always say like, it's a musical. That's not a musical. Hmm. Like baby driver, baby wow. driver is a musical. That's not a musical because I can watch it as a, as a film. But when you have something like that, I don't, I don't see that being able to transfer to like a Broadway play. Or, or there, you, you could take movies that have had music in them, like School of Rock was made into a, a Broadway play. Uh -huh. um, a bad example, Beetlejuice, not a musical, right. made, in, made into oh, a Broadway yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't see there ever being like a blue, I, if there is, God, just strike me down now. But I don't, I don't see Blues Brothers transferring into like a Broadway play. And it's a movie that you can take that if you remove the music numbers from it, in my in my opinion 
still a solid number still a solid still holds movie. up still holds without up. the music without the music it's just a delight a delightful added bonus for me for james brown aretha franklin ray charles you know yeah. all all of them um it, i i don't i just i, I just, it's my favorite i could literally talk about the movie all day long uh because if there's one thing i hate it's illinois nazis like and you, you get other people you get fucking henry gibson like henry gibson in that movie is amazing i will laugh yeah. at no matter how many times i watch this movie every time when henry gibson and the other guy are falling to the death and he turns and he goes i've always loved you i will i laugh at that every time <laughs> like a good gut laugh like i just i know it's coming but uh-huh. i love i love it so much like i i just i can't get enough of the blues brothers like uh, yeah there's a lot of joy they're very ted lasso-y to keep bringing Ted Lasso as someone who's trying to write movies and figure out characters I keep writing all these like well how is this character wrong and broken and what do they have to learn and like I don't think the Blues Brothers had to learn anything I think they were just right from the start and that's a fascinating movie character to have the character that doesn't need to learn anything Uh, I guess that's what a hero is I need to learn to write characters like that. Ted Lasso is a guy who's just right. Um, interesting. What ca- are you drawn to characters who are more heroes or more like, oh, I like they're the, broken and they need to be fixed? Like, I, li- like, I, like, like, I like the villains more, to be truthful. Like, well, as opposed to like Die Hard, where Bruce Willis's character is like, oh, he he's already- a broken man who needs to overcome all his issues. Oh, I, I prefer more of more of the other type. I, I prefer a man that, that doesn't need to learn anything. And <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, it sounds I, like a dating. That sounds like a hinge profile. <laughs> I, I'm looking for a man who doesn't need to learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, man. But yeah, Spielberg always puts out good stuff. And, 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 you know, with that, with Blues Brothers, like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what more to say. Uh, it, it 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 really is my favorite film ever. I could watch it every day, um, and I, I I probably do. I just recently rebought it on Vudu. Uh, I buy all my movies on Vudu now because it's digital, and I'll have it forever um, until Skynet takes over and wipes out the whole system. Um, with that though, we can kind of um, go go back a little bit to the younger to the younger days of of uh, Bear Cardley. What's a what's a movie that you can watch that kind of takes you back to your childhood to a more youthful time? And definitely something close to my heart. I mean, I'm I'm probably every every guy my age has these movies in their list, but like the original Willy Wonka, like that that brings up some of those feelings of wonder and joy and things are so weird. Yeah, when you're young, the world is so weird and foreign. And, and dangerous and delightful and i think that movie kind of picks up on a lot of that absolutely Willy wonka and the chocolate factories is a great one uh i'm a big gene wilder fan uh i love so, so fucking amazing i grew up i grew up on mel brooks like my parents raised me on mel brooks mm. so young frankenstein blazing saddles um, i just watched young frankenstein i was not like a big mel brooks guy and yeah just watch young frankenstein and I just had to keep reminding myself, like, it. Th- no one had ever done anything like this at that point. Because that comedy now, seeing it for the first time, is, like, super dated, and it's super simple. And you're like, what's the characters here? 
but at the time it was breathtaking jump forward in satire yeah Mel, and then, and Mel then Brooks our, is, was great at that Gene Wilder's whole bit in that movie and he no one can do it like Gene Wilder I'm, I'm not knocking him but his whole bit is going um I'm talking very softly and now I'm yelling <laughs> and it's it's that for an hour and a half but no one can, no one in the world can do it like like him so it's it's entertaining every time yeah uh a great uh, i i was raised on so my cousin uh i legitimately could be probably anywhere with him and i can look at him and go you haven't touched your food and nine times out of ten he will put his fingers in his food and go i'm touching it i'm touching it are you happy <laughs> what oh igor in that movie what was it what do you remember marty marty, marty feldman marty feldman stole that movie i was shocked at how like they knew how to write for that guy. Him, uh, just, every look he gave the camera was wonderful. I, the man that Mel Brooks, I could also talk about all day. That cast, you have Gene Wilder, you have you have the fucking amazing Madeline Kahn. Uh, Such a lifelong crush on her. Oh, you and me both. That that's a, a childhood crush. Lillian von Stupp, like from my childhood. Um, not knowing not knowing what Stupp mean uh, meant as a child. Um, <laughs> Terry Garr, Marty Feldman, oh, yeah. uh, G- Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's in that movie. Is he? He's the blind man. Oh shit! I got. I was. I would think I was pretty stoned when I watched. It. <laughs> I love. I love. And I don't know if you know this, but the set that they used for Young Frankenstein of the laboratory is the original Frankenstein laboratory from Universal Pictures. Oh really? Yeah. So the next time you watch it. That laboratory is the original Frankenstein laboratory from the classic oh, Universal Monsters. Set. Cool. Uh, yeah. I uh, man, I was just talking. One one of my loves is I love uh, not Disney movies, but I like Disney parks. Sure. Oh, we talked about that. It's all curated. And uh, oh oh, I was just talking to someone like Universal Studios was i don't know if they still are it was going to open a new theme park and a whole land was going to be that classic universal monster land with like the um um dracula's castle you know and there would be are they they doing this at florida or are they doing this in hollywood in a a new theme park called like universal epic something in orlando i know they're doing nintendo world or super nintendo world in hollywood yeah that's gonna that that looks like it's going to be incredible. I'm excited that, for that. I have a bullet bill tattooed on my leg. I love Nintendo. Yeah. I'm a big, yeah, I have 12 tattoos. And of those, I have a video game tattoo. I have three movie tattoos. I have a, vi- uh, oh, sorry, two video game tattoos and uh, two cartoon characters. Oh, cool. I yeah. just have one because I've never been able to settle on an idea. But then I, I made a movie spell a couple years ago and uh my character like gets a tattoo in iceland and it's real meaningful and i drew the design i was like well this is the one to get there you so go i get it in the movie and it's real and i i still have it i dig that, it that's awesome man that's awesome yeah i i was real when i was younger i was real uh picky and choosy uh with my tattoos uh and then i drew up a couple of my own designs i have it online but i drew a custom it's Hydra mixed with the Star Wars Empire. <laughs> okay. And then you have the Rebel oh, yeah. Alliance with the shield. Shield. And then like 
I got a Doug Trio. Who is who's that? That's from Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I missed out on Pokemon. That's it's from Pokemon. Um, I have a I have an outline of Bigfoot on my leg, but the Bigfoot is Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, cool. Like I just got a bunch of geeky tattoos. Um, uh, but it's for so yeah. When I was younger, I was very choosy on the tattoos and now that i'm older i see a design like the next one i'm getting is the pick a destiny from tenacious d's the pick a destiny <laughs> like and i'm getting it on my arm probably um cool. but those are those are some great movies uh that take you back um with that we go to uh, the opposite spectrum uh and i have a feeling that you're gonna have possibly some good answers for this but what's a movie that you feel that you can watch once and you never have to watch again uh you know, there's two versions of this. There's one there are. There's one there version are. of the movie where you can tell they wrote it in three weeks, <laughs> where they didn't outline it ahead of time, where they didn't like think it through. It's just a shallow idea, kind of executed, even if it's executed well, like it, you can, I guess if it's not written very thoroughly. One of my favorite movies ever was actually made in like three weeks on a bet. Which is, what's that? The Pest by John Leguizamo. I'm sure, I haven't seen it. I'm sure there's some brilliant, brilliant movies in that. Oh, I, that, that's just, a, a, for me, it's it's what I like to call a fun, a, a fun, dumb stoner film. Right. Yeah, and sometimes that's perfect. Like, it's just so ridiculous. It's it's so ridiculous, it's funny. And it's I got a, a bar for comedies. Comedy, script writing, as long as it's funny, people don't give a shit about, like, the overall story so but i don't i tend not to watch comedies over and over again i watch i watch a lot of comedies i love i i do i'll do i'll do bits where i go through all of the uh police academy movies uh i'll go through mel brook bits um i just love good like, like comedy is probably my favorite genre like mostly because i just love humor yeah um I but pick, i pick it apart uh I put I, I I become it's too hard for me to now separate the filmmaking from the film. I've I know the process too well and I can't unsee it. Sure. Why did they get this location? How much did that cost? So why didn't why doesn't the no one told any of the actors what the script meant? You ever watch a I, boy? I watch uh I'm watching this show for all mankind and some of the scenes are so good and then other scenes you can tell like the two actors don't know why they're saying the words that they're saying but they're saying it really dramatically <laughs> that's hilarious so what's the other kind of so you said there's the script that was written in three weeks with no oh, outline or it's, like, or it's just the hard movies the movies that like i want a movie that if you're gonna if you're gonna hurt me as a viewer like if you're gonna make me watch like something really brutal happen to someone i care about i want to know that you're going somewhere that you're trying to teach me something and you're not just trying to fucking hurt me for for a titillation's sake you know what i mean sure like i want a movie i want to i like movies that leave me um excited to grow and able to grow but if a movie's just out there like just trying to hurt me i don't have time for it sure i always say for this i always say it's either a movie that's so bad 
that you just that you just watch it once and you're done or it's a movie that's so impactful mm-hmm. like one that i always yeah, 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 I my original that. answer my original answer was kids and then i changed that answer because i don't think anyone should ever watch that movie my actual answer is like uh, american history x or there will be blood you can watch the movie once and then yeah 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 so for for you like do do you have one or two movies That's that funny. come to your mind two movies came out at the same time and there's so much in the same world but one i will watch every time i think of it and the other i don't ever want to watch again it's there will be blood and uh, uh no country for old men and which one do you watch every time it's on no country for old men okay that's, yeah, that's what i thought yeah my brother and i went to go see that when it came out in the theater and we we loved it like we were in our 20s and we got it and we were walking out of the theater and there were like these old there were these older couples that were like i don't get it why did it just end and i'm like that's the like that's the brilliance of it like yeah like tommy lee jones like i was having this dream this other night yeah, it, it, that movie connected all of its points it was trying to make. Oh, such a good movie. It, and it connected in a way that my brain clicked and I felt it emotionally. And I, yeah, and when it cuts out, my brain went, oh, I get that. It was like right at that, that's right, wherever my intelligence is, it like matched up with that. But whatever, like, um, uh, There Will Be Blood was trying to say, my brain was like, I don't get your fucking point. I'm not sure you have a point other than you're trying to say like- I drink your back. milkshake. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> like, oh, this, uh, I guess, yeah. I guess like I need, I really need that story. I need to trust that the filmmaker is is trying no, to teach me something. They know where they're going. That they have a beautiful point that they have a thought that's so beautiful and important that they had to make the movie. That's the filmmaker I want to be. Sure, sure. Like, you, I mean, it's that pro. Yeah, you know, am I just going to entertain and make money or, or that's fine. That's what I've been doing my whole life is entertaining people and trying to make money. But you, you, my goal is I'd like to say something with my time on earth, with my art. You know what uh, I mean? Absolutely. And that, that's, but, the, that's the shit I'm drawn to. Man, I'm not even going to lie. I've been doing the show for almost two and a half years. And I think this is the first time someone's brought up No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I fucking, I, I need to, now that you mention it, I need to rewatch that movie. It's been a couple of years since I've watched it. I need to rewatch that movie. Because for me, for me, I got a couple movies that, that if they're on, I'm watching them no matter what. Uh, and two of them happen to be Nick Cage films. Con Air and Gone in sixty seconds. If oh, either of yeah. if either of them are on, I don't care what point you're you're at in the film. I'm I'm just sitting down. Oh, and I'm watching shit. it now that we're talking, man. I love heist movies. Oh, like, heist movies. Ocean's are... Eleven movies. Are... I was I was watching Ocean's Eleven last night. It's so comforting, and also there you go. There are more heroes who don't need to learn anything. Like Danny Ocean has it all figured out for a moment. We just don't trust them enough. <laughs> Those movies are so well made. Um, and so I, slick. I love, I love Italian job. I, I think Italian job is a great one. Oh God. I love heist movies. Then there's that, there's that new Rick and Morty season four episode where that's all bashing heist movies. <laughs> <laughs> and the, like, Oh, Dan Harmon hates heist movies, but boy, I love them. <laughs> 
they're they're really they're really great they're really great films uh except for maybe reindeer games i'm just kidding i've never seen it um <laughs> and in its own right endgame is a is a heist film because because scott Lang himself says it, it's a time heist oh yeah time heist <laughs> that's great though what's your favorite heist film probably the oceans movies okay well i i my brain doesn't my brain isn't able to think of all the movies i've seen at one time oh they no that's all right to me as they come yeah. um but uh going going back to a younger age if uh if this has happened at all because i've, I've had people that have uh, not had an answer for this but do you remember the first movie to give you nightmares mm, no okay do you remember you know, the last? Thinking about do, you, that. do you remember the last movie to give you nightmares? I, I think like the things that give me nightmares are when I see like casual violence. Okay. Like, like if a movie goes out of its way to just show like a character heart. Oh man, that's every bad guy kills at people, but. I can't think of a specific. I could give you a. Oh shit! I'll show you an exact moment. Sorry, go. What were you saying? No, 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 no. Go, go please go ahead. Did you see the death of Stalin? I have not seen the death of Stalin yet. I've it's, heard it's really good. Yeah, it's by the guy who makes Veep. So it's Veep, but if Veep was at a time where everybody shot each other in the head, it was Veep. If if Stalin was doing the very real like murderous rampage through every level of society there was a secret police so every 10 seconds in that movie just about someone gets shot in the head oh my god and, i might have to watch that tonight there's just one little moment where they're like uh, i mean i don't care about spoiler alerts because you'll just see it's you can't spoil this movie stalin dies and they start just like well, the, the name of the movie the house is for the staff and like executing everyone and then so the guy who's like having everyone executed he's like just got everybody executed he's feeling good and another officer comes up and shoots him in the head. <laughs> that, and then the movie moves on as if you know none of these people are the point of the movie that is the shit that sticks with me all right like when at late at night is just like oh that shit happens all the time yeah that and that, that and that shit and that shit probably happened in real life that shit pro definitely happened in real life I, I i apologize if i laugh i just think that is hilarious um oh no it's so funny and that makes it all the more impactful that like i truly am going like having a nightmare moment i had to turn the movie off at that point Okay, I, I'm the guy. Oh, shit. I know the. I have it. I have the answer. Go. Um, Red Dawn. Did you see Red Dawn? The original Red Dawn or the remake? The yes. Yeah. No. Yes. I've. Yes. I've seen Red Dawn. Oh God, with that cast. There's some moment now where, it's, where if I were to watch it, it'd be so corny. But one of the characters they found had swallowed a Russian bug device, and they. That's how the Russians were tracking him. Oh, I know the exact scene you're talking about. And so they took this guy out and executed him, their friend. And that's when my mom like made me turn off the VCR and like go to bed. And so- Oh, so that's the last thing you went to bed with, holy shit. Yeah, it was the execution of their friend. And that gave me nightmares. There you go, Red Dawn. Well, I I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna call this episode Red Dawn. <laughs> 
That's that's now, an, see that, now that as a man, I see that that motherfucker had it coming. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. That that ranks up there on on uh, answers that I was not expecting. I've had uh, I've had Pinocchio twice uh, mm. for two different reasons. Uh, and and nothing else really comes to mind because everything else dark, is, is essentially in Pinocchio. There is there is uh, one one answer was for Monstro the whale. And the other one uh, was uh, actor Reeve Correa's from School of Rock. Uh, they're the bass player. And uh, they, they did something bad in school. So their parents had them watch Pinocchio. Uh, and it was the scene on the island where all of the bad kids turned into donkeys. Pleasure Island, right? Yeah, Pleasure Island. That was what it was called. Yeah. Um, in, Disney, in Disney parks, almost every ride has a weird drug trippy nightmare part my like favorite in pinocchio it's pleasure island and like, mr toad it's going to hell yeah mr toad the whole thing is a wild acid trip but like winnie the pooh has a ride and a good third of it is like him tripping on honey and it's like this nightmare heffalumps and woozles yeah it's it's uh every ride has that weird Mm-hmm. crazy part like the like the boat ride in Willy Wonka it's a well, wild thing they put in all their rides I went to uh Disneyland for my 30th birthday and my friend made me uh six pot cookies which I brought to me with the I brought with me in the park before they had That's all too the, much pot before all the dogs I ate five five and a half of them did you know uh, they were yo yeah 100 I had asked for them I specifically asked for them eat? for me they no I'm so scared of edibles. I smoke a lot of weed, but edibles. Um, edibles are real hit and miss with me. And I think it might be from the overload of this. So I ate them in a period of two hours. Oh, like this five, is this is all on you. Though. Five cookies. It kicks in as we are on Splash Mountain, and I am in the front seat as we are <laughs> as we are going up the hill for the drop. Oh no. That is when it kicks in, and I'm like, I'm like, it's gonna tip. It's gonna it's gonna tip bro like and then we hit it and it was like i was good oh no there's like a photo where i'm just like <laughs> and like oh i was i was way good i was way when, good when if you if you advertise this on instagram you got to include that picture so i can see i, it. I can i i can i can just send it to you it's not a problem um uh, uh, there was a moment i snuck in a vape pen I know a lot of people would be like, you do drugs at Disneyland, you're going to hell. <laughs> and then uh, it, 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 I did it because like, oh, we're in um, Alice in Wonderland ride and it's real dark and I hit this pen too hard and then we hit the nightmare spot and there's this part where like the queen is going off with their heads and it's, and they did all these updated, very trippy. Uh, uh, they did. <laughs> it was a very uh impactful moment for me uh for me i i very i very much would sneak my pen in all the time uh it would be a lot of bathroom trips uh and i would just use the stall uh and then my favorite spot was always haunted mansion oh yeah yeah because you get uh, a lot of dark corners i did i got high in uh in dollywood <laughs> theme park. yeah a, yeah there's a chapel in it and i was like i'm gonna smoke weed i was there with my family secretly sneaking weed and i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna smoke weed in dolly's chapel <laughs> so i went and took like a hit 
and then it was really full so i snuck out and like blew it into bushes <laughs> that's a dude that it is so i i is like people are going to be like oh you're going to get in trouble you put a bad name on it but I, I love sneaking my pen or smoking where i can in places that you shouldn't you know what i mean like i went i went to uh i think it was six flags it was either six six flags or universal and i had my pen and they they security looked at it like like fully took it and like opened it and I was like, it's a vape pen. And she smelled it and, and was like, and was like, what is it? And I went, a vape pen? And she went, what kind? And I was like, nicotine? Like, what kind of other vape pens are there? And she just handed it back to me. Well, there's, and, there's oxygen. Yeah, there's a whole industry of vape pens that aren't weed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just like, I wasn't going to look at her and be like, it's a weed pen. Oh, oh, like, oh. Like, oh, I, I see your point. Yeah. I was just like, I was lying to her. I'm like, it's a nicotine pen. Like what yeah. other kind, like what other pens are oh, there? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was just playing dumb and she just, she smelled it and everything and then handed it back to me. And I was like, thank you. And <laughs> I always break these up. I like cram one, cram part in my wallet. I uh, what, what my wife used to do is she put it in her, uh, in her purse, in her wallet where like you keep all the receipts and shit. And it just goes, it's the perfect length and it flits right on the bottom oh, yeah. and they and they don't really look in the in the wallet if it's in the purse. I mean, they have bars at California Adventure. In, rea think... in reality though, I don't risk it anymore because they have drug sniffing dogs and I've seen them actually pull people to the side. Mm. The last time I went to downtown Disney, uh, I saw a group of four people get pulled to the side because a dog indicated on them. Oh, I'm, I'm not even going to risk it with my pen. Like, like I'm good hitting it before I go in and I'll be good for the time I'm there. Next time I go, I'll just eat some edibles and then I'll, I'll be good to go. Um, <laughs> as we do come to a close here, a, a movie, a question I always love to end with is uh, a movie recommendation, a movie that you love, or it could be a couple movies uh, that you think the listeners should go and check out. Uh, oh yeah. I just been listing like the most basic movies on earth. You probably have guests that are you, like you've been listening listing some great ones. Yeah, but they're all on like <laughs> they're all the biggest movies ever made. Uh you didn't mention Quentin, or, you didn't mention Tarantino once. So that's that's a, a, a great <laughs> a great one for a guest. Uh yeah, I've got a movie. I happen to be in it, but I think it's it came out this year. It's on Shudder. It's a horror movie. I think it's incredible. Uh, it, it's, it's on Shutter. It's that horror streaming service. It's their number one movie. It's got like ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomato, or at least Ooh. it did. It's fantastic. Clancy Brown's in it. It's like an homage to like eighties Spielberg kind of horror. Okay. Uh, not Spielberg, but um, Clancy Brown's the lead in it. I. Uh, um, it's five stories. One of one of them is a wraparound story. It's really wonderful. It's called the Mortuary Collection. Okay. And it's got like if you enjoy horror, it's got like it's got everything. Like mine is a very serious kind of like Rome. My my wife's dying and dealing with that weird horror, but there's also body horror and comedy horror, and it's really it's really cool. And then I'll pitch my other movie, Spell. Okay. <laughs> on Amazon Prime, which I, you know, nobody's seen and I think is really good. Those are my two pitches. I just what's, happen to be in them. What's it called? Spell? 
Spell, yeah. There's two movies. Amazon Prime released our movie and then a couple months later released a movie with an identical name. <laughs> well, I will so have to it's check. It's very hard to find my version. I'll have to check that out because I have Amazon Prime. I'm going to hit up my cousin who probably has a Shutter account. Um, Clancy Brown was actually in the uh, first movie to give me a nightmare. Which was that? Pet Cemetery 2. Oh. Uh, I bet you if I had paid closer attention to it, um, uh, Starship Troopers would have given me some nightmares too. I saw that one in the theater as well. It's a good, There's it's, some it's another one. Brutal kills to like fun, clean cut characters. <laughs> in, in Starship Troopers, absolutely. Some young soldier that we have seen their right right, like right. torn in half. Yeah, right at the beginning of the film. Right at the beginning of the film, you see this guy get torn in half only to realize that like 20 minutes later they introduce him alive. And I don't <laughs> think I don't think you realize that that like you you, you read like then you get to the scene in the film where it all happens and you're just like, oh fuck, this was the beginning of the movie. I gotta rewatch that movie, I guess. I just I just recently rewatched Starship Troopers. Uh, a fun fact when you rewatch that movie, the shower scene where everybody is naked in the shower scene. Uh, the entire crew that is filming with them behind the scenes were also naked. <laughs> Boy, that just seems like, I don't know if you could do that again. I, that, I, I can tell you that's that scene. I've heard the story. Like everyone that was filming in that room was naked to make everyone else feel comfortable. Yeah, I can see why they do it. But now my, my with I put my producer hat on and I go like, no, that's a billion lawsuits. Seeing that many more penises around our actresses. Because you know it was an all-male crew. Probably. <laughs> it probably it probably was. In the um, 90s, it's an all-male crew. <laughs> well, Barrett, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, as we come to a close, where can people find you online? What do you have coming up? And what can you promote about yourself? Uh, uh, yeah, find me. Uh, I'm uh, everywhere at Barrett Hardly. Uh, I'm started making videos in the last few months. I'm trying to make a video every week. I'm trying to like make something creative or talk about the creative process every week. Um, so they got like a lot of cool things coming out. I just did my Easter eggs. It's kind of where I'm pouring my heart and soul. So if, if anybody wants to come follow me there and um, it's trying to like break down the creative process. I love talking about it. I love dreaming up ideas and then, you know, going through the hard work of trying to make them happen, which is rarely fun, but exciting. Absolutely. Uh, and as we do come to a close, uh, I always like, uh, I, I keep a continuous message of keeping a PMA, a positive mental attitude. Um, yeah. As we come to a close, do you have uh, some a message of positivity or a personal mantra Funny, do i fucking ever ted lasso i watched it a month ago and this character quotes walt whitman here i have it written on my computer it says be curious not judgmental and when you when you were saying earlier that there's two versions of you it's like either like upbeat hyper or like pissed off like i know exactly what you mean uh, my default is the judgment kind of pissed off i watch something and i go is this good or bad but what i need to be doing as if i need to sit in judgment of every single thing of every food i eat of every person i meet of myself 
of what other people are saying instead of judging it i just need to be more curious and dude my whole i go from it i i go from feeling like bitter and and upset in a given moment to just going like oh i feel more joy now it's it's crazy it's crazy how choosing curiosity over judgment is changing my fucking life i'm so grateful to like have this idea in my head what's yours uh a day without laughter is a day wasted charlie chaplin that's cool that's all that it feels like it's in the same vibe like choose choose wonder yeah that is a great one uh barrick thank you so much for coming on the show oh Uh, my pleasure man it was fun to talk about this stuff and I, i i can say right now if you're down i would definitely love to have you back on uh, just, just to do an episode, just, just, I mean, just talking, man, this was fun, uh, stories. And if only just to get you on the line to, and you can maybe help me work through some of these goddamn storylines I have in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds good. Let's do it. And then, um, but if we do that, I'll need to hear about how you started production on, uh, your my, radio play, my, your my, my, my podcast on my zombie series. Dude, you which... can, you can like, that'll give you a reason to open it up and go like oh okay what won't work what would i need to change if i if i had had the time to actually gearhead it with you right then and there like we'd still be talking about it and it really you really got the gears going in my head like i really thank you for it um but as we do go home ladies and gentlemen that has been another episode of the last podcast you'd want and until next week tip the veal try the staff and i'll see you then Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we've got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door. In case you didn't notice very many more. If you like our show, tell everyone but. If you think it's great, keep your big mouth shut. It's over.